1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I'm so amped today, Daniel. Couldn't tell. Amped, amped. Not fired up. Fired up. I'm great. I'm just happy to be back. I love. I love what's happening here with DIY Money. If you haven't checked out the social stuff. I mean, go on to YouTube. We've got some great things going on there. Uh, Instagram, the Money Minutes are pretty awesome. The Car Payment Millionaire that Logan did, Car True. Payment Millionaire, can't beat that. Check that out on Insta. All of our social stuff is now DIY Money Podcast. DIY Money Podcast. I think we're gonna have T-shirts ready too. We've got swag finally on uh, on our Amazon site. We're actually gonna wear T-shirts on the show. We could wear them, yeah. But apparently, they're gonna be they're gonna be up within the next week, right, Jordan? They're going to be up within the next week, the swag. So there you go. Check that out. That'll be fun. Cool. What else we got? Shaking and baking. How's everything in your life going? How's bicycle riding? How's, how's your kids? How's life, man? Good. Come on. Good. Got a kindergartner now? Okay. Uh, so that's good. Bike riding is that's going. Atlas. Great. <laughs> nope. Oh, Declan's in <laughs> kindergarten. Declan's only in kindergarten?
0: Yeah, my kids are a little... When I see him,
1: it's like I'm talking to a man.
0: Well, that's because he's in the 105th percentile. I love it. We go to the doctor, and they're like, are you sure he's only that old? You know, like when you take a dog to the vet, and they're like, it's an estimated age? We take him to the pediatrician, (laughs) and they're like, really? Are you sure he was only a five-year-old?
1: Declan's only... He's only five? He's only five.
0: I mean, seriously. Well, he walks into kindergarten, and all the other kindergartners are up to his shoulders.
1: So... Awesome. We have a picture of Declan in our office, in Daniel's office, and he is sitting down reading the Wall Street Journal. I was in high school. I was thinking mostly of the uh, aerospace fields, but then when I got into college, I decided that I wanted something a little more challenging. And he loves his uniform, right? He goes. Yeah. He goes to a collared a, shirts. Are he goes to an upper, upper crust private school. Yeah, it's a hybrid program. Hybrid, program. half homeschool, yeah. half in school. And he Works loves well. his. He loves his. He loves his uniform. And Atlas is how old now?
0: Three, yeah, he's coming up. And he's your
1: he's your hellion.
0: He's the frat boy in the (laughs) in the house. He jumps off of everything. Declan's like,
1: I'm trying to check futures, and Atlas is like, beer bong.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Declan reads the newspaper, and and Atlas, we're trying to get him to wear pants.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. See, that's what we wanted to know. We wanted to know how the family is. Are you still riding?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, by the time this airs, I might be headed into the sort of off-season, which is more of a strength-building sort of time, so lower the intensity, lower the durations, and and focus on some uh, core and upper body and strength work that cyclists are notorious for not doing.
1: So, so. you're going to come in here every day, like, pissed off? Yeah. And you're going to be like, get out of my way, man! Yeah,
0: I mean, I ordered the
1: creatine and everything. <laughs> you're <really>. like, <laughs> <have> <laughs> Don't go see you can Daniel. imagine me on a creatine? That would not be good. Yeah. I tried that in college because everybody's, you know, working out, buff. And I don't think I slept for like a week. <laughs> I had to stop. I was like, ah, oh, this is not good. I'd just turn into you. What? I would just turn into you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got Amped, off that. I n- fired n- up. Fired up. All right.
0: We have a question today. We
1: have a question today uh, from Glenn, and we're kind of on this real estate thing. We're getting a lot of questions, and it makes sense in this environment. It's-, it's hot. It's a hot, hot subject, uh hot environment. It's crazy. I had somebody the other day say this is the last time this is the first time they can recall in their career that both real estate and stocks were just soaring. You, you know, it usually is one kind of or the other. Even in the past, we saw, you know, real estate corrections and, and yeah, they might the the tail might wag the dog eventually. Real estate may translate into a stock market correction mm-hmm. or vice versa. But right now, I mean, we have all asset classes are just soaring, basically. And it's because nobody wants to sit and earn nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean cash is cash is trash. So and subsequently bonds. I mean safe, safe investments. So
1: I like cash though. That pushes money
0: into other things.
1: I'm building cash to be a buyer at some point of real estate or I don't know what yet.
0: Fair. I mean we have
1: maybe NFTs. Maybe We're I'll buy a sitting a,
0: on cash for our down
1: payment. Maybe I'll so. buy a JPEG of a dog for however much money. Cool. I mean, Jordan's cracking up today. Hopefully he can't he's laughing over there. I don't know. Have, you ever, seen, have you ever seen um sh- um what's the baking show? I know we got a question. We'll get there. Trust no, me. But wait a minute. The baking show. Um what is it called? Not sugar Would rush. Have... Nailed it. Have you seen Nailed It?
0: Why is it a JPEG when it's a dog and not a J PUG?
1: Oh you <laughs> that was a good one. It could be a JPUG. Uh, have you seen nailed Would that it? Work? I don't have know. you seen nailed it? Nailed it on Netflix. Nailed it. They they make the cakes that are trying to look like the professional bakers, and they're terrible. That's not the point of the story. No, the point is of the it? story is it is, actually does the show name nailed it? Yeah, it's an amazing show. No. Aaron's favorite show. Uh, my youngest, but they have at the end of every show they have to bring in like the the trophy or whatever for the winner, and they have a they have a videographer or they have somebody who brings it mm-hmm. in, and the and the host is like I don't know what his name is. It's called Sven. I, I it's not it's not Sven. Not even close to Sven. Why did you call him Sven? Like, because it's like Sven, and then Sven walks on. We need something for Jordan to do. Just like walk on and set it down, and then he walks off. I think that'd be great. We're gonna work that in somehow. We gotta get to this question, son of a. Whenever gun. you're ready, Glenn, what do you got? D I Y. Hey, this is Glenn from Denver, Colorado. I had a question for you about HELOC loans. Um, me and my wife live in a condo we bought three years ago for about 380000 And we're working off a mortgage of just over three hundred left on it still. And we just had our first kid, so we're looking to upgrade and buy a bigger place somewhere else. And ideally, we'd like to hold on to the condo and rent it out. In order to do that and get enough uh, down payment, uh, we were looking at using a HELOC on our condo to then leverage that for a down payment on the next house and then rent it out and, you know, make a modest profit, um, but longer term sell it when it's appreciated uh, down the road. Is that a bad idea? Yeah,
0: it is. Glenn, I don't like the idea at all. Why do you think you said appreciated down the road not?
1: Because he thinks he's going to just keep going up and up and up. Not appreciated now. Yeah, but he's going to take Three all years, that out. Right? He's going to take that out. Yeah. Okay. I I don't mean to be flippant in my answer, but um, let's ex- let's explain a few things. First of all, for the folks at home, HELOC. H E L O C acronym stands for Home Equity Line of Credit. It is basically tapping the equity that you have in your house. So there are banks, credit unions, etc., that will give you that equity. It is a much easier process to borrow from your home than let's say doing a cash out refinance. A cash out refinance is where you totally refinance your existing mortgage. You take the cash out that is the equity in your home and you go on a new 15 or 30 year fixed you know payment at whatever you know process or et cetera that you choose. The process there is closing. There's a you know title search again, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. If you're the individual owner, you already did one. But it's a big, long process by a bank who's going to maybe either hold that mortgage or sell that mortgage. A home mm-hmm. equity line of credit is much easier. You go in, more often than not, the bank will take either the appraised value, they'll get their own, or they'll take the whatever it may be, and they'll just basically say, okay, here's what you owe on it, here's the appraised value that we think, and we'll lend you up to X amount. More often than not, most most places don't go above ninety uh, to to eighty to ninety percent of the total value. They still want to have a buffer there. Uh, but I have heard some places now going up to hundred percent of the value. So round numbers. Let's say that they owe three hundred thousand on their condo. Let's say you do uh, uh you go get a HELOC home equity line of credit. They assess the condo at four hundred thousand, and they say yes, we will open a home equity line of credit for a hundred thousand for you to use. So what Glenn is asking is to like, go through that process, use that, establish that home equity line of credit, and then go out and use that home equity line of credit to put a down payment on another home, rent out the existing condo, et cetera. Uh, home equity line of credit, unlike a fixed, is often a variable rate. It's often interest only. It's usually set at one under prime or sometimes one over prime i guess it could be various Mm -hmm. various places depending on the bank etc i have one that we keep open all the time in the event that you know for me personally if i ever just find a property that i just want to write a check for immediately and not sell stocks etc i can use it's one under prime a three percent floor etc i don't use it very often if at all so i leave it open there's no cost to leave it open etc all right here's why i don't like this glenn I don't like this because you are doing this in in an environment where you have right now everything going for you. So appreciated home prices, low interest rates, uh, you know all of this goodness. You probably have a wonderful job. You're making great income, etc. You have a new baby. Okay, awesome. All that, bravo, bravo. bravo! Now you're going to take your your equity. You're going to buy in Denver a ridiculously overvalued property. So you're zapping your equity. You are going to bring somebody into that condo and charge them an elevated rental rate because that's the environment we are in. And probably for a season, you're going to look and feel like a genius until something changes. And I don't mean to be that guy who's like, ah, Mr. Doom and Gloom, but something will change and you will lose a tenant, uh, your HELOC interest rate will go up, your asset appreciation or your asset that you have your, your new home will go down in value, something will transpire, and it's too close to the edges, you have no margin of safety, at least I didn't hear many, that will give you enough buffer to keep this going in per- perpetuity through a variety of cycles. So it's very concerning to me. In my personal opinion, I would just, if it were me, I, I know you're, you may not like this, your wife may not like this, I'd stay in your home. I mean, I just was in Philadelphia because I ran in Atlantic City we flew in and out of Philadelphia so I did a little walking tour and I looked at all these old homes you know the thing that I I took away from that hmm. there was like a family of 8 that lived in like this yeah. I'm I'm my fingers are pointing to the room we're in right now they lived in very very small homes and they were probably quite content yeah but that's uh, not the american dream today well the american dream is to go broke <laughs> i mean let's let's face it warren buffett said the three thing the three things that will basically crush a wise man are the L's the three the three L's leverage ladies or liquor? Warren Buffett said it, not me. So there you go. Falling into uh, what, okay, what do you do? You're just You're like just that was not... a long pause. Well, you yeah, I was waiting for you to say something. Oh like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Glenn. I'm I'm nervous for you, man. I'm nervous for you. I don't like it. What do you got, Daniel?
0: Yeah, it does seem like a lot of leverage in a season when a lot of money is already um, chasing that asset. So. Uh, you use the term overvalued. I'm not a real estate expert. It seems overvalued, in my opinion. I mean, what we're looking at. I mean, we're in the market to buy a home as we've been for a while, and prices are not to our liking. But yet, uh, they people seem to be buying. somebody's liking. Yep. So, uh, value is what people are willing to pay, and uh, at least in this current moment, in this current season, houses are valued at what people are willing to pay, and and so they are what they are. Now, whether or not they're overvalued, you know, come a year or two from now, or whether they go down or stabilize or keep going up, who knows. Uh, but there's a lot of people chasing that type of asset. Uh, and that's a lot of leverage to be running in the same direction as everybody else. I think, I think, you know, the the time that you find deals and the, and the times when it makes sense to maybe take risk is when other people don't want something sometimes. And I nobody mean, has money. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to catch falling knives, right? You you don't want to you try to predict the stock market bottom or the housing market bottom or things like that with leverage. But the times you know when you're more likely to find really a deal on something that's going to appreciate in the future is the time when other people are forced to buy it. Man, there was a book that actually that's a quote from. Uh, I don't know if it was the psychology of money, which we just recommended on our wealth development newsletter or if it was the single best investment book. but anyhow, the the deals are found when somebody is forced to sell something at an irrational price. That's when something becomes undervalued and has a high potential to really appreciate. And so uh, you're not going to find that in this market now. So to lever up, to take a lot of risk on your own personal balance sheet with the hope of future appreciation is risky. Now, we could both be totally wrong. And for the next 10 years, because of low interest rates, lots of cash,
1: things can go up. No, it's just possible. No, it's not possible. This time could be different. Nope, it's not different. I don't. I don't care. We're they not, can roll not, out. I'm not, they no. can roll out NFTs on houses, and then nope. houses go to like you know a thousand dollars a square foot. You know what I was just thinking as you were talking, and I love hmm. what you said. It was very eloquent, very wise. Um, I have had the privilege, and I do count it as a privilege, to experience three unbelievable buying opportunities in my career. Two of which I had no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first was after the dot com collapse and ultimately that led to the decline even through 9-11. That was primarily from the stock market. The next was the housing collapse that led to 8 and 09. That actually started in 05 and 06, mm-hmm. as the decline in prices transpired. And then ultimately, the the last one was during COVID, which was a very short period of time. There wasn't a lot of real estate, but it was primarily in stocks. That one yeah. I finally had the opportunity to take advantage of to, to some extent. But in each in each instance leading up to that, those softening slash declines, which ultimately led to bargains, everyone thought this time was different. Mm -hmm. This time is different. This is is the new norm. You got to do it, etc. So that's the first thing. That's the first privilege takeaway, because it's never different. It it isn't. It might Mm -hmm. last longer. It might look differently. It might be different things. We're buying and selling, you know, JPEGs now and You know, whatever it may be, but it's not different. It just isn't. It's never different. You know, maybe the person who bought the last tulip bulb for the equivalent of a four hundred thousand dollar house thought, oh my goodness, this time is different. I'm gonna be able to sell this tulip bulb for five hundred thousand, and they weren't.
0: And you're talking about tulip mania, which was one of the first tulip
1: mania, the first recorded bubble of of all time. The second thing I was thinking about when you were uh, speaking I was listening by the way but i was pon- pondering these things awesome. that was the first thing the second thing i was thinking about is how privileged we are to do this show and hear the general sentiment across america mm-hmm. and it only solidifies my belief that glenn you should stay in your house and just try desperately to be content for the next several, next few years. I, I mean, I met with a couple yesterday mm-hmm. and they were in and, and they they wanted to talk about strategizing about buying a house and they were trying to save their down payment. They were trying to save $50,000 for a down payment. So their price range, if they're going to put 20% down is a $250,000 house mm-hmm. and they had 10 and I said, okay, I, and they're on path over the next couple of years to save an additional forty to have the fifty thousand, they have mm-hmm. their emergency fund, the fast cash. They're following all the steps, and I said, "That's great." And they said, "Yeah, but you know, what do you think?" And this, and I said, "What do you mean? What do I think?" You're on path. You're doing the right things. And then I, and then it dawned on me, and I said to them, "I said, stop looking at Zillow," and they both laughed. And I said, "Why are you looking when you don't even have the down payment to?" And it was funny because the husband actually looked at the wife, and she said, "Well." Maybe she can have a part-time job now if she stops looking on Zillow. <laughs> I was like, oh, dig. That but, hurts, but, but yes. the point is, is mm-hmm. that you know, if if I can't, if I'm not in a position to buy, I wouldn't look because that only creates anxiety. True, it only creates anxiety and frustration. You look. You have a you have a pool of money that mm-hmm. you have set aside, been saving. You're periodically looking, and probably the first deal that comes along. I'm guessing you might not go, oh, we got to jump, we got to pounce, we got to... All of a sudden, you're going to get to a spot where you're going to be like, oh, there's a deal, interesting, we should look at this house, there's a deal. And then in the past, maybe seven other people scooped in, paid mm-hmm. 20% more, that's not going to happen, and you're going to go, uh-oh. And then you're going to wait, and the deal's going to get even better, and better, and better. That's what will happen. I don't know when it will mm-hmm. happen. Glenn, not the guidance you probably wanted to hear today. And I'm sorry. I, I, I You can take everything and, and do what you say and, you know, get the HELOC and buy the second home and upsize and do a rental. And, you know, you might look at us, say, you're morons and all the rest of this stuff. But I'm just telling you, I think you're going to be much better off if you just be patient. Your, your infant child is not going to remember whether they grew up in a 5,000 square foot home or a 1,500 square foot condo. They're just not. And my, i tell you what, when we moved for two years, my kids wanted to go back to the smaller house and share a bedroom. Really? They were like, this doesn't. This stinks. This Now I'm like, well, let's go to an RV. And they're like, nope, absolutely not. We're good. Anyways, that's all I got. What do you got? Anything else?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's hard because uh, we lived through Las Vegas during the mm. housing crisis. And we were actually newlyweds looking for a house uh, way before we even should have. And really, the only thing that kept us out of the housing market at that point was how competitive it was, and how frustrating it was to have you know five, seven, ten offers all above asking price on something. And and finally, you know, after like five or six or seven failed attempts to to have an offer accepted, we kind of looked at each other and went, you know, like we are working really hard to take on debt and an asset that is like multiples beyond our income and things like that. Like it shouldn't be this hard. To take on to take on debt, debt and expensive at like is ridiculous and then the prices were far beyond you know what like average incomes in that uh city could support at the time
1: what do you think of my spread huh can you believe it they used to test h-bombs on this beautiful piece of property
0: it shouldn't be that hard now uh i don't know if that i mean obviously it's conditions a are slightly different demand but that's yes. why
1: we have supply being mm-hmm. built everywhere It it is it is the masks when masks when you couldn't get masks they were cost a lot. They were hard to get. Yeah. They're giving masks away now. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. It's a, That's a shorter cycle, but it is the law of supply and demand. It is. It, the supply will catch up to the demand. Mm-hmm. We have a diminishing population. So the mathematics, you can say, well, no, it won't. It just won't. We have more. No, we don't. We have people who are dying and not enough people being born. So We have a diminishing population. We have fixed supply that's coming. More and more supplies coming on the market, housing to meet the said demand. If demand wanes at all, we will ultimately have a supply-demand imbalance where you'll have more supply, less demand, which equals prices going down. It will happen. Be patient.
0: Yeah. And don't forget that real estate is two liabilities. Usually it's a mortgage, plus it's the ancillary, ongoing taxes, expenses, maintenance, etc. Which never so, end. Yeah. Be careful. Burn.
1: I just had to aerate and reseed my lawn because of... Well, you didn't have worms. to. It could have just looked like crap. Uh no. Not on not in my neck of the woods. I yeah. would have people boycotting. Very hoity toy. We got to wrap this up. We're already way over time. Thanks so much, Glenn, for your question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Be very, very patient when others are not. That's the key, in my opinion. And do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one.